turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Letdowns in political history. Yeah. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real Do you know what we call civilization? Restraining ourselves from doing the things we always want to do. Okay, that's fair. That's but at what the, civilization. But at is. the same time, pornography makes some people happy. Now it doesn't they make think everyone it happy. Makes them happy. No, I'm going to disagree with dope. you. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Are heroin addicts happy? Yeah, I know some heroin addicts who are totally happy. 100. percent Yes, I do. They totally know what they do. They use the drug. They're totally functioning. They move forward. I don't agree with it, but. They do it. They love it. They're totally you think into it. The vast majority of heroin addicts. Are not happy. the vast majority. Okay, so that then was, that's good. Now we're talking. Right. Vast majority of heroin addicts not are happy. totally slung heroin out on the street. Horrible, horrible. Heroin and pornography attack the brain exactly the same. Same mm. dopamine manipulation. Well, yeah. Okay. Same, same fake rushes of endorphins. Uh-huh. Endorphins. So S- it is same act- sort of rush to have to find something more extreme. So does fitness. Fitness does the same thing. So yeah, if you, you want to the gym every day yeah, and like, the, the you difference need is you get healthier. And that's more not necessarily true. No, you know, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's so wait, not true at so all. You're making an argument that going to the gym. No, I'm saying no. Could be I mean, as harmful as. No, because you asked me heroin, then pornography, and now I'm using fitness as a dopamine. When something is giving you that dopamine rush, you can't that, that, stop. That's a healthy then it beca- dopamine rush. No, because that. then you start using steroids, and then you start trying to make yourself that okay, much so bigger. Let, let, let's, let's talk in world reality. Yeah. Do you really think America has a fitness addiction problem? Oh, my God, of course they do. You think we have a bigger fitness addiction problem? No, not bigger. That's not what it's I not said. It's not even in the same universe. It is a definite problem. I think people oh, do no, become... Okay. It's not even close. But that being said, I disagree with you on the point. We have an obesity problem in our country. <laughs> we don't have a cross. Doesn't mean those people problem. aren't going to the gym. Okay, again. So, <laughs> but I'm asking you, so the argument you're making. Wait a minute, time out. The guy just said, yes, we have an obesity problem, 
but it doesn't mean that they're not going to the gym. Let that sink in. Let's continue. Making pornography can make people happy in the moment, of therefore course. moral good. Well, well, the mor my morals and your morals could be different. Morals aren't just mor They're everyone's objective. morals. No, of course they are. Yeah, that's, that's, no, we no, have no, different so this, morals. No, no, no. Hold up. No, we don't. I'll prove it to you. Want, want okay. me to prove it to you? Okay, sure. You don't think kids should watch pornography? No, I don't think kids Why? should. Why? Because I don't think it's for children. Why? Because I think that children need to learn about sex through a way that is... Why protect children? They're humans. Well, because children need guidance. Why do you say that? Where do you get it from? Because I'm a parent. There you go. That's, That's where right. your morality comes That's from. That's right. Material reality. But it doesn't mean that we have the same morals on everything no, else. The point is this, is that we actually accept very similar types of moral of premises. We do. Yes. yes. Objective truth. Yes. And guess what? Showing people having sexual intercourse is really bad for people in society. It Amen. Showing people having sexual intercourse is really bad for society. And anybody who's done any extensive research on what pornography does to you as a person, both physically, spiritually, and emotionally, and mentally, I should say, um, you'll see that watching that kind of stuff does nothing but bad for you and your life. Nothing but bad. Now, I'll, have to, I, I'll say thank the good Lord. I have never had a problem with pornography or anything like that or going to strip clubs. It's never been my forte, even when I became of age. Never was really on it. Now, that doesn't mean I didn't lust. I did lust. But I never went to... I, 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 hate, I went to a strip club maybe once in my life, maybe twice. I can't remember uh, when I turned 18. I hated it. And I never got into watching pornography. But I do understand how people are addicted to it. I do understand that watching people have sex is disgustingly wrong. And what we have in this country and in this world is a moral compass problem because we as a, as a, as a species, as, a, as, a, as the human race, we love sin too much. Now, the difference between an unbeliever and a believer is a believer knows where our moral compass is. An unbeliever thinks that they can have the same moral compass as somebody who believes in God, but they don't even want to admit where that moral compass comes from. If their moral compass does not come from God, then it is not a moral compass because man and, and man's uh, idea of moral, man's idea of good and man's idea of happiness and joy and right and wrong differs from person to person, person which makes it absolutely and 100% objective. You can't tell me that the reason that you don't murder somebody is because laws tell you not to murder somebody. You inherently know it. You have it from birth. God wrote it on your conscience. Con means with. Science means knowledge. God gives you that at birth. Birth. You know what the difference between right and wrong is because you inherently have it uh, from God in heaven. And we have a moral compass problem in this country. And I and a lot of you who are watching this show today or who will watch it later, we have, we have basically given ourselves over to God in order to be a light shining of moral uh, of good moral compass and, and, and the way we're supposed to be now. That doesn't mean we're perfect. If that was the case, we wouldn't need Jesus. Okay, we're not. And we are ambassadors of God, and we are ambassadors of Christ, which we will get into in the morning newsletter. However, ladies and gentlemen, it is our job and our duty to make sure that we are giving a stark contrast to what society is trying to push on children and people of all ages. Amen? Folks, you're locked and loaded right here 
on live from America. God bless you, and thank you for joining in today. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live, free, or die granite state of New Hampshire, and if I have it my way, we will keep that motto and the way of life that way here in this great state. It is an honor and a blessing to do this job for you every day. I could not put into words what it means for me and my family to have this uh, opportunity to do this for you guys every single day. On behalf of my producer, who I am very happy and very blessed that we have here working for us, I want to say thank you. On behalf of my family, I want to say thank you. Now, let me explain to you, before we get into talking about the Slurp Fund for a little bit, why sharing is so important. This is going to blow your mind, but it's exactly what the left is doing. The left has utilized social media since Barack Obama uh, to, to, to persuade people and to influence people far better than the, uh, the Republican Party has. And now we have, um, we have uh, progressives who have built a shadow online powerhouse network system using social media, and they can be activated at any time, and they do this so they can activate them around election time. The Real Voices Media Network, not the Real America's Voice News Network, it's called the Real Voices Media Network, has been serving social media users apolitical and non-ideological content to build up big, huge social media followings based on pulling on people's heartstrings and, and talking about very, very uh, important and polarizing topics. This seemingly apolitical network is actually part of a plan by progressives to help them come election time. When activated, this network will be used to boost Democrats. Progressive strategists have quietly built a massive, massive network of social media communities in political battleground states that can activate ahead of elections and policy fights. And this has been reported and learned by Axios. Now, why this matters and why sharing absolutely matters, both on on every network, on every platform that you guys are watching on right now, if you have the ability to share, don't just share it once because this is what we're fighting. Why it matters? Because the network, this network that we're talking about of progressive social media um, apolitical people, People. They're operating under the name Real Voices Media, and they use apolitical and, uh, and, and, ideology, and ideologies to build up audiences, and then it leverages the crowd on behalf of clients in what experts say is a potent persuasion strategy. And who are the beneficiaries of this right now that we know of? It is President Biden and Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Isn't that odd? What's happening is Facebook and Instagram users in Michigan started seeing ads last month promoting stories by new news sites. The, aggre- the aggregated content from both news sources and the White House, uh, White House itself touched on skyrocketing gas prices and border price inflation, uh, broader, broader, excuse me, price inflation, blaming corporate price gouging on Russia's invasion of Ukraine and mirroring lines of the Biden administration. Now, why I'm telling you this, folks, is for a very, very specific reason, because these progressives that are building these massive 
networks of social media pages and groups. They're using lies that are getting fed to them by major clients and the White House about what's really happening and about who's at fault. And they're bringing in independents because independents don't trust the mainstream media anymore anyway. So there are a lot of people are going to social media for their news. And when they go to these social media sites for their news and they are brought in and they're indoctrinated into this kind of stuff by lies, it's no different than what the mainstream media is doing. And at election time, they're going to basically activate their group and get them in, make them feel important and get them involved. That is what we're up against. And we're up against the big tech companies like Facebook and Instagram putting their time, effort, money, and resources behind these groups in order to drown us out. And that is why sharing is so important. Right now, I'm looking at the LFA uh, producer page on uh, his Facebook page. There's only 26 people watching over there. Remember, uh, Facebook is the, is, is the place where you can get to the most people. And we're seeing problems there. Uh, here on Rumble. We used to have about eight, 9,000 people watching. Then some big update happened, and a lot of people got logged out of their profiles, and they couldn't find it anymore for whatever reason. For whatever reason, they could not find it anymore, and our sharing actually helped and get those people back to the show. So that is what we're up against. That's why sharing matters, not just here, but on every show that you agree with and that, that's fighting the tip of the spear for you and for this country and has a platform to do it. That's why it's so important. Um just to let you know, when I watch something and I share it, I share it about 20 times. Not only to one, I don't share it just to one place. I share it to groups, I share it to pages, and I share it to friends, and I share it in messengers. Now, you probably get 1% of those people watching, but guess what? It's 1% more than was before. So that's why it's really important. Now, before we get to the verse of the day, we're going to be raising money today for two separate LFA member fam family members. One is Kim Romansky. Kim Romansky has been asking for a while for some help. Um, I am disabled and in a wheelchair. It's been a long road to get to recovery. I lost my job due to my disability. My medical bills are astronomical, and my husband works on straight commission and gets paid once a month. I can work remote job. I don't know if there are any American strong businesses out there that would need a remote worker, but I can do it. I can do research or customer service, whatever the need is for potential employer. I have been applying for remote jobs, but no luck as of yet. I really need help, but truly hate to ask for money. Thank you for your time and patience. God bless and keep up the good work. I watch both shows faithfully, and I know that's true. I truly uh, wish I could be a monthly donor, and she sent a bunch of crying faces because she feels like she's not um, helping. Well, you are helping, and it's our time to help you. So if anybody wants to help her out today, I will be pulling um, a total of $500 today, $250 for Kim and $250 for Donnie C from the Slurp Fund. And if you guys want to add to that, make sure you put in your donation on Rumble or anywhere else who it's specifically for, okay? And remember, when you do it, uh, this platform does, Rumble does take a portion. But if you want to help uh, Kim or you want to help Donnie C, uh, then, ladies and gentlemen, let me know and uh, and put it into uh, to your donation who wants who you need it to go to. Donnie doesn't want to accept help either. I understand. We're very proud people here, but you know what? Donnie has contributed a lot of money to this page, or this not to this page to the show, I should say. And uh, Kim has contributed a lot of time, effort, and love to this to this show as well. And we have to help people back. So if you guys want to join in and help. I would appreciate that. Also, I want to thank Brenda Robbins for sending this awesome book, The Art of the Tweet. This is great. Check this out. Thank you so much for your kindness and your compassion, all of you. Okay, 
Now, folks, let's get to the verse of the day today because it's awesome. And it is titled, You Are an Ambassador of Jesus. Hello and good morning. I hope your morning with Jesus was wonderful. I feel this show is becoming very popular now, and not because of the news or the research that's done, but because of the gospel. People are thirsting and are very hungry for the gospel, and we have an opportunity to lead them to water, the living water of Jesus Christ. There is nothing better or more important than how we represent God today. Remember that while you hear and read today's newsletter. Verse of the day comes from Philippians 4, 4 through 7, keeping in mind that we are ambassadors of Christ. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are, a con- you are considerate in all that you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Again, Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Now, as we spoke uh, last week, joy is everlasting in the presence of God and happiness is only temporary and fulfills our flesh. The reason our theme this year is joy is because in order for us to spread joy, people actually have to be finding their way to Christ. That is better than anything else that we can do on this planet in these earthly bodies. So many of us need something right now. Medical bills piling up, loss of a job, someone close to us is spiraling out of control no matter how much we try to help. Depression is setting in and getting the best of us and much more. God tells us not to worry about that stuff as hard as that is to do, but to pray about it and God will take care of it for us. We are also representatives of Christ. If we are his ambassadors and we are living the lives of hypocrites, then people will be turned away from God and we would do more harm than good. We have to be careful at all costs. Of course, you can't get away from sinning completely or else you wouldn't need Jesus Christ. But that is different than being a hypocrite. We are ambassadors of the gospel, and we need to conduct ourselves as God commands. Lord, thank you for trusting us with your everlasting word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and go to the Lord for the Lord's Prayer. If you're watching and you're wearing a hat, please remove the hat. Let's give God the glory. Let's give God the respect he deserves. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. You guys, I just now looked down at the the amount that you guys are donating to help people. And it's absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much for letting us know 
exactly who this don who these donations need to go to. I see some people donating to the show, but I see a majority of you donating to Kim and Donnie. We're going to make sure we take care of our own here on Life from America. And for that, you guys, I am so ever so grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you all so very much for your help. Let's get to the first and foremost section of today because it is important. Put your cups up. We're going to start with good news today. But I do have to ask you, actually, where are we at right now? We are at the 20-minute mark of the show. From this moment on, I want you to take this video, and I want you to show it to a, fe- a friend, a family member, or a coworker. From 20 minutes till about 23 minutes while I read this to you, okay? Here we go. This moment is the, probably the moment that's going to be the most important for people that you share this to, especially if they're Trump haters. I want you to share this to Trump haters only, family, friends, or coworkers, okay? This is how fake and rigged everything is. The minute an outsider took office, we get cheap gas cheap food, we became energy independent, we were involved in zero wars, and we focused on our country's issues and had more people working than any time in history, the moment an outsider became president. On the flip side, the moment the establishment political hacks got back into power, We have inflation at a 40-year high, medical tyranny, food shortages promised by Biden just last week, World War III on the brink of horizon, and you need to take out a mortgage just to pay for gas. So if you show that portion that I just read to you to any Trump hater, I want you to ask them after you show them this or you say it to them, I want you to ask them where you are wrong or where you are misleading in that statement because I'll guarantee you that that center line that truth that I was talking about going to yesterday we don't have to go to anybody to uh to agree that we are dealing with what we're dealing with right now compared to what we were dealing with three years ago so ask them where am I wrong or where am I misleading in that specific statement. Now, moving on to the first and foremost section, the good news to start the day, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors have now fully complied with Arizona Senate's subpoena, ordering them to comply with Attorney General Mark Burnovich's requests, every single one of them, and the Maricopa County has finally finally complied with those subpoenas and with those orders and with that request. That does not mean, that does not mean that they sent them um, the stuff that they needed that's already been compromised. I don't know that. What I do know is that it's being reported that Maricopa County has complied with the Arizona state subpoena, ordering them to comply with all of uh, Attorney General Mark Burnovich's requests. Okay? Um... Maricopa County received a new subpoena. This was just the other day, which we told you about, to testify before Arizona Senate and answer questions regarding the delay in fulfilling these requests by the AG. The county agreed to send a representative to answer questions. However, that was supposed to happen today, and it's just been announced earlier this morning that Maricopa County finally fulfilled 
the uh, the attorney general's request from March 9th to re- uh, to um, to give and hand over previously withheld information. State Senate um, Senator Townsend has issued the following statement regarding Maricopa County's compliance with her legislative subpoena. Quote, I am pleased to report that Maricopa County has complied with the legislative subpoena commanding fulfillment of Attorney General uh, Mark Vernovich's request dated March 9th, 2022. The government committee request for the late uh, the government committee scheduled for later today is therefore no longer necessary as its intended objective has been achieved. The county's acknowledgement of its duty to timely account for election administration activity is a laudable victory, a laudable victory, excuse me, in our pursuit of accountability to Arizona voters. While the Maricopa County chairman defends the delay in their response to the attorney general with uh, indeterminate case law and timelines set by courts the subpoena conveyed the will of arizonans from the branch most representative of the statewide electorate electorate that the county make election integrity request a top priority rather than place them in a public records queue she said while i am encouraged by maricopa county's evolving attitude Towards transparency and compliance, I will be closely following the Attorney General's ongoing investigation and will be following up with the additional inquiries to answer further questions that I have as government committee chairman. I stand with my colleagues as we remain committed to engage again when it is necessary for the legislative plenary authority. I like how she put that in there over statewide elections to be exercised. The Arizona Attorney General so far, to our knowledge, has failed to hold these criminals accountable for stealing the election and refusing to comply with the ongoing investigation. However, the Senate the Senate's subpoena conveyed the will of Arizonans and things will move forward in that state as planned. Now, we do have a lot of people in that, go- in that state government who are completely go- uh, wrong and rhinos. And Ducey's one of them, and he's the governor. You've got the Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, who's out of control, left-wing loser, crazy person. And you've got Attorney General Mark Burnovich, who seems to be dragging his feet to the point where the 22-month mark will kick in and he has to do nothing. I'm not saying that for certain. It just seems like that to us who have been reporting on it and watching from the outside. We will continue to bring you news on that. But the good news of the day, and we'll take them when we can get them. We'll take them at an inch or we'll take them at a foot. We'll take them at a mile at a time. I don't care. It means we're moving forward and not backward. Praise God that they finally complied with these subpoenas so we can move forward to the next stage. Amen? Amen. Let's have a quick drink here. Yes, you are right, Terry. The January Unselect Committee now charging Peter Navarro and Dan Scavino. No big deal. It's the same thing they charged. Uh, it's the same 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 thing they charged Bannon with, and they have to be careful about who they're charging because these people will have access to information that they do not want to be let out. So we'll make sure we keep an eye on that too. All right, moving on. Let's travel a little bit north from Arizona to Idaho. Now we just talked about a, uh, a gentleman who was running for Idaho governor up there, who's. Uh, basically beating the Democrats at their own game and running as a Democrat to make the Democratic Party conservative again. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're actually going to highlight Governor Brad Little. Because Governor Brad Little in Idaho has now vetoed legislation 
that seeks to protect the unvaccinated. Here we go. Idaho Republican Governor Brad Little vetoed a bill yesterday that would protect the unvaccinated from the vaccine requirements imposed by business owners until at least 2023. In his transmittal letter, Governor Little claimed that Senate Bill 1381 in Idaho significantly expands government outreach in the private sector. Quote, I have been consistent in stating that my belief that businesses should be left to make decisions about the management of their operations and employees with limited interference from government. Governor Bill stated in his letter addressed to the president of the Idaho Senate, Lieutenant Governor Janice McEachin. Now, somebody uh, yesterday sent me a, um, a, a message or, or an email or something, I can't remember where it was, that says that we need to get Lieutenant Governor Janice McEachin on the show because she'll said, shed some light on a lot of things that are happening in Idaho. So we're going to be reaching out to her. For the same reason, I sued to stop President Joe Biden's vaccine mandates three times, successfully challenging his unprecedented government outreach into the lives of American workers and the decisions of free businesses, he continued. Now, it shows uh, where I'm reading at. It shows his entire full letter. I basically just read to you the, the main portions of it. But Senate Bill 1381 passed by the House on March 18th with a 45 to 23 vote. Too absent. The legislature could override the governor's veto. It would require a slim margin of one or two more votes in the House per Idaho Capitol Sun. If the bill becomes law, the vaccine requirement for employees will be prohibited and violators will be punished with not more than a $1,000 penalty. It's about time that we, the people, go after these unconstitutional and irresponsible, ridiculous rules imposed on us, imposed on our freedom of speech, our freedom of movement, our freedom to go and shop where we want as long as it's open to the public, and our right not to be discriminated against or segregated based on a health decision that you are trying to make for us. I hope they ve- I hope they override his veto, and I hope it goes into law that people cannot turn away people for any reason if they are, are unvaccinated. Because it's ridiculous, it's always been ridiculous, and anybody who fights for people uh, to be segregated or to be uh, discriminated against based on a health choice, they should go to prison. Because that's truly a disgusting and wrong thing to do, and it's become a trend here in the United States of America, and we're not going to put up with it anymore. So I'd like to give a big shout out to the legislature there in Idaho for standing strong and vowing just to get another vote or two and to veto that ridiculousness. However, for uh, Governor Little, uh, he's not safe, so let's go ahead and do it. Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. Governor Little, you get the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day today. You got to go with what the people want. You've got to go with what the people want, just like Governor Ron DeSantis. Other, other than if you do anything less than Governor Ron DeSantis from now on, the people are going to vote you out or at least expose you for who you are and make you have a very, very rough primary to stay in power. Moving on, folks. Moving on up. All right. So the United States and NATO have been very successful in silencing the statements and the messages 
that are coming out of Russia by the Russian government or even by the Russian people. Now, in your experience, when the government works with big tech, that means Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Google, or any of the other ones, and, 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 and our government works with these big tech companies and these corrupt politicians, in your experience, when they silence you or when they oppress you or when they somehow stop your freedom of speech, what do you, why are they doing it in your experience? Why are they doing it? I'd love to see the comment thread blow up with these answers. In your experience, when the government and big tech are working together with these dirty, scummy politicians to silence you, why are they doing that? Do you, do you think it's because you're spreading misinformation and some numb nuts is going to watch it on, on social media and go, hey, I don't know that guy. I'm not sure of his credentials, but he said it. It must be true. Then I'm going to act on it. Do you believe that they are truly trying to save people from making uneducated or misleading decisions based on what they see on social media and or on TV? Or do you believe it's because they're trying to silence the truth and they don't want your message of the truth getting out there? Which one do you believe it is? Okay, now that I see the social media comments on every thread blow up on this, Ask yourself, why is the United States government, NATO, and all of the big tech companies silenced and oppressed all of the uh, statements and all of, the, um, all of the, uh, the messages coming from not only the Russian government, but the people who live there? In your experience, why are they doing that to Russia? Do you believe it's because the people of Russia who love their leader for the most part? Do you believe it's because the people of Russia who are very, very happy to live where they live? are saying things that NATO and the United States and big tech do not want the people to hear about Putin? Do you think it's because they want to control the narrative and say Putin is this, this, this war criminal Hitler guy? Do you believe that the reason to suppress the information coming out of Russia is to keep the world safe or to not let out the truth? That's my question to you. Because if you believe that it's to silence truth from getting out of Russia then I want to read to you a statement that was put out by the Russian Foreign Ministry where they released a statement alleging bio-Biden timeline of U.S. bio-research in Ukraine. Now, I do want to preface this story that I'm about to read you and talk about with saying that any information coming out of a country like this during wartime, and like our country, is to be taken very at, with caution. It's to be viewed and heard with caution because it's very, very hard to disseminate between the truth and lies. However, the reason I'm bringing this story to you is because I believe by my research that this is correct. Russian Foreign Ministry spokeswoman um, Marija Sakharova has published a timeline of United States-Ukraine bio-research. Okay? Bear in mind, again, that this information is going to be looked at by people who watch the show and say, that's misinformation. 1991, the United States launches the Nun-Lugar program for the former Soviet countries to control or slash eliminate Soviet weapons of mass destruction, including bioweapons. The Pentagon's Defense Threat Reduction Agency, or DTRA, was named as the program's main executor. That was in 1991. 
Follow the timeline and pay very close attention to this. In 1993, the Ukraine-slash-U.S. agreement on the prevention of proliferation of weapons of mass destruction was signed. In 2005, an additional protocol is signed to the agreement between the Ukrainian Health Ministry and DTRA on the prevention of the proliferation of technologies, pathogens, and know-how that can be used to develop bioweapons. This is the start of the transfer of the Ukrainian military biological potential into U.S. specialist hands. That was in 2005, okay? Now, during the 2000s as well, large U.S. military industrial companies were engaged in military biological activity in Ukraine. Now, 2005 to 2014, Black and Veatch Special Projects, a DTRA contractor, builds and upgrades eight biolabs in Ukraine instead of eliminating military biological infrastructure, as was originally claimed and agreed upon. One of the facilities, a biolab in Odessa, has been financed since 2011 for the study of pathogens that can be used in bioterrorism attacks. In 2007, U.S. Department of uh, Defense employee Nathan Wolf, who we talked about before, founded Global Viral Forecasting Institute, a biomedical company. The mission stated in the charter is a non-commercial study of trans-border infections, including in China. In 2009, this is where it starts getting interesting, Rosemont Seneca Partners, sound familiar? is established by former U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry's stepson, Christopher Hines, and incumbent U.S. President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. In 2014, anti-constitutional coup d'etat in Ukraine. 2014 also, Hunter Biden joins the board of directors in of Burisma Holdings, a Ukrainian en- energy company. Also in 2014, Medi, um, Meta Biota, a private commercial organization specializing in the study of pandemic risks, is detached from Global Viral. Neil Callahan and John De La Roque, employees of Hunter Biden's company, Rosemont Seneca Partners, are appointed to the board of Meta Biota. Global Viral and Meta Biota begin to get funding from the U.S. Department of Defense. Also, 2014, Metabiota shows interest in Ukraine and invites Hunter Biden to, quote, assert Ukraine's cultural and economic independence from Russia. Also, 2014, Metabiota and Burisma Holdings begin cooperation in an unnamed science project in Ukraine. Metabiota Global Viral and Black Veatch Special Projects begin full-fledged cooperation with U.S. DOD programs. From 2014 to 2016, implementation of Metabiota and the United States Department of of uh, Defense contracts, including a $300,000 project in Ukraine, begin. In 2016, U.S. citizen Yulana Nadia Suprun, a descendant of Ukrainian Nazis, is appointed acting health minister of Ukraine. The U.S. DOD and Ukraine's health ministry um, cooperation program is greatly expanded. In 2016, an outbreak of swine flu among Ukrainian defense ministry personnel guarding a biolab in Kharkov, Ukraine, ended up uh, resulting in 20 people dead, and the incident is hushed up. 
Also 2016, a former U.S. Assistant Secretary of Defense, Andrew Weber, is appointed head of Metabiota's Global Partners uh, Department. EcoHealth Alliance, a global viral fo- uh, founder, Nathan Wolf's structure, in engaged, is engaged in the study of bat-transmitted coronaviruses at the Research Center of the Wuhan Laboratory in China. We're, we're putting, not only are we following the money, but I told you before, we follow the patterns and the contracts. So let me restate what I just told you. All of the people that are involved in all of this biolab research from 2005 all the way up until right now has been set up by our own government with the help of people like John Kerry, Joe Biden, of course, Barack Hussein Obama, and all of these politicians who we hate now. Okay, EcoHealth Alliance, a global viral founder, um, Nathan Wolf's structure is engaged in the study of bat transmitted coronaviruses at the research center in the Wuhan laboratory. 2016, the DTRA and Ukraine's health ministry extend the contract after getting approval from the uh, Ukrainian defense ministry. In 2019, the COVID-19 mutated bat coronaviruses pandemic begins with an outbreak in Wuhan. February 24th, 2022, just a couple months ago, or a month ago, uh, launch of the, Uni- of the Russian Army's special operation in Ukraine. February 24th and 25th, rapid elimination of strains in biolabs in Ukraine. March 8th, 2022, under uh, U.S. Under Secretary of State for Political Affairs, Victoria Nuland, openly acknowledges the existence of cooperation between the U.S. and Ukraine in pathogens. So, folks, coronavirus... Who we, who we are saying China owes the world trillions of dollars for releasing, was actually funded not only through Tony Fauci and the NIH and the NIAID programs, but also money through the Biden crime family using the gas companies as a crutch to get... To, 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 to get to, get all these all this money and all these investments funneled through Ukraine so that they can continue to use that money to help Ukraine with bio facilities which they're claiming are not bio weapons facilities they're bio research facilities my question to you is if all of that that i just read you is correct and the russian foreign ministry is correct and the reason why the united states and the world is trying to silence them is correct, then that means that the United States of America, not China, is responsible for coronavirus and what happened with COVID-19 over the last two and a half years. China might be involved, but the United States is responsible for it, and they're trying to hide the crimes of that and all of the stuff that's involved, which is the Biden crime family going all the way back through Barack Hussein Obama, John Kerry, and back to Bill and Hillary Clinton. This stuff is all finally starting to come out. It is not conspiracy. It is 100% fact And I believe the timeline that I just read you from the Russian foreign ministry is 100% true. Okay? Whew, I need a drink after this one. Exactly, Denise, time to take them down. Hey, when President Trump says the deep state will be brought to heel and the process has already begun, why do you think we're all talking about this today? Why do you think the Hunter Biden laptop became a thing again? It didn't have to. 
Nothing, nothing new was found by a Republican who wanted to take down the Biden crime family. It didn't have to. That means the stuff is, that's working behind the scenes that you and I don't know is so big, so huge, that the war that we're afraid of getting into, the World War III, it's already happening. It's already happening. The World, world War III is already happening. It's just not happening how you and I expected it to happen. All right? Now, from one group of scumbags to the next, let's now go and talk about Stretch Face Armstrong, Nancy Pelosi. Because Stretch Face Armstrong is using her powers to extend her powers beyond the scope of the United States Constitution because of this emergency declaration of COVID-19 pandemic that Joe Biden extended for another year. Nancy Pelosi is taking advantage of that and has now unilaterally extended her unconstitutional proxy voting scheme through May 14th. House Speaker Stretch Face Punch Drunk Pelosi yesterday unilaterally extended the proxy voting scheme. This is pure lawlessness and an unprecedented corruption. Pelosi cited COVID and said that a public health emergency is still in effect in her announcement to extend her proxy voting. Okay? Dear colleague, in light of the attached notification by the sergeant at arms, in consultation with the Office of Attending Physician, that a public health emergency is still in effect due to the novel coronavirus, I am hereby extending the covered period designated of January 4, 2021, pursuant to Section 3S of the House of Resolution 8, until May 14th, 2022. That means people that cannot make it to D.C. to vote, which by the Constitution says they have to be in person to vote. She just made up her own rule and said, nope, you don't have to, based on coronavirus. Based on the same coronavirus that isn't even bothering anybody anymore, that the entire House and Senate is not wearing masks from, that the entire world has moved on from because we're not going to fall for it anymore. They're still using that, which traces back to Tony Fauci, which traces back to the Biden crime family, which traces all the way back to Bill and Hillary Clinton, who are, by the way, the biggest beneficiaries of donations from the most corrupt government ever, Ukraine. Folks, 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 folks. I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, this is, this has been the crime of the millennia, not just the century. This has been a 20-year strategic crime by scumbag losers who are in power, which is why everybody in the world should know that they wanted to get rid of Donald Trump so bad, labeled him a Russian agent, labeled him a racist, labeled him a bigot, labeled him a homophobe, labeled him a misogynist, labeled him a womanizer, labeled him a sex abuser, labeled him anything they possibly could to get him out of their dirty little swamp. But we're coming back, and this time we're not only going to drain it, we're going to dump bleach all over it and clean up any residue or any remnant of your scumbag bodies. And I'm not talking about literally, I'm talking figuratively. Your political legacy is gone. We're going to wipe away and whitewash, if that's the word you like to use, with bleach, everything that you've ever done, and we're going to undo everything that you ever did. Don't believe me? Just wait around and watch. Don't believe me? Just wait around and watch. Now, I will tell you that what makes me upset about this proxy voting scheme is that Kevin McCarthy, who I believe is a coward, actually asked the Supreme Court to overturn Speaker Pelosi's House proxy voting scheme. But the Supreme Court in January declined to even hear 
Kevin McCarthy's challenge to, to, uh, to Pelosi's voting scheme. They declined to even hear it. They didn't even want to hear it, just like they didn't want to hear anything about the fraudulent election of 2020. The Supreme Court did not even provide a reason for rejecting Kevin McCarthy's appeal. They just said, nope, we don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear it. Supreme Court's out of control, too, and look what they're trying to do to Judge Clarence Thomas right now. Look what they're trying to do to Justice Clarence Thomas right now as we speak because of text messages that the unselect committee was able to get from his wife about November 3rd and January 6th, Dick Durbin, who is the Senate Judiciary Chairman, who, by the way, is one of the 32 Democrats that are running for the Hills, has calling on Clarence Thomas to recuse himself from the, any January 6th cases over his wife Ginny's texts on, tw- on the 2020 election. First of all, first of all, Let me just read something that I wrote down for you today. They are spreading the narrative, the left, that we need more diversity on the Supreme Court and that we are so proud of nominating the first black woman based on at least one of those characteristics because we can't be for sure what a woman is. So we do know she's black, but again, even she can't be sure of what a woman is. A woman is. So one of those characteristics got her on the Supreme Court nomination. The other one we can't say. Either way, they wanted a black woman regardless of any kind of anything else. We just need a black woman. But yet, in the same breath, we'll turn around and try to get rid of Justice Clarence Thomas, who is a black justice, who, by the way, is a victim of racism from our current resident in the White House, then junior senator, Joe Biden. Joe Biden treated Justice Clarence Thomas so badly when he was nominated for the Supreme Court that Justice Clarence Thomas openly, in his hearing, looked at Joe Biden in his beady little scumbag eyes and said, this is a high-tech lynching perpetrated by you and every other one of these senators up here. And he was right. He was 100% right. Joe Biden was a racist loser then. He's a racist, dementia-ridden loser now. That's the only difference. He was closer to, he's closer to death now than he was back then. The only difference. And he has dementia. Back then, he was still a pedophile. He was still a scumbag. He still married his babysitter. And he was still a racist. So they want to get rid of Justice Clarence Thomas, but yet they want to put in um, uh, Katanji Brown Jackson, who doesn't even know what a woman is. I would have said to her, but wait a minute. That's what you were, that's, that was the entire criteria that you were nominated on. If I was able to question... Kataji, Katanji Brown, Katanji Brown Jackson that day. And she, and I asked her what a woman is. And she's like, I'm not a biologist. I don't know. Gave me that stupid, ridiculous loser answer. I would have said, shut up, shut up right now. That's stupid. That's ridiculous. We're not going to sit here and play games. Do you, or do you not know what a woman is? Well, I'm not a biologist. Well, you should know. You might want to brush up on it on the next water break. Because that's one of the two criterias that you needed to meet in order to be here today. So you might want to come back and give us an actual definition of what a woman is if you want to be nominated. Because, again, one of the two pieces of criteria, uh, criteria that you needed to meet to be here, and you can't even do that. That would have been one of the questions I asked her. But now, because of text messages that Justice Clarence Thomas's wife sent about her opinion on an election being stolen is not going to be any kind of basis for you to request or demand that Justice Clarence Thomas recuse himself from any kind of January 6 cases. 
He's going to be there whether you like it or not, just like he became a justice when you didn't like it. Ah, how's that thorn in your side feel now? You're not going to be able to get rid of him. You're not going to be able to get rid of him, so you might as well keep crying about it. I'm so sick of these softball crybaby questions and answers. You know what I'm saying? Just speak the truth. Talk like a normal person. Now, here's somebody who I actually do admire. I don't think he should be where he is anymore because he needs – I think people of this age need to leave um, public office, and I think they need to go be with their families. Number one, I don't think they have the fight in them anymore. I don't think they have the energy in them anymore, especially in this day and age. That does not mean I'm not going to honor Senator Chuck Grassley for what he did yesterday. Senator Chuck Grassley, on the Senate floor yesterday, brought receipts that actually prove that the Biden crime family and Joe Biden himself are 100% compromised by the CCP. This is not a joke. This is not a gotcha moment. These are real documents. And Chuck Grassley on the Senate floor proved that Joe Biden is 100% bought and paid for and compromised by the CCP. Here's Chuck Grassley yesterday bringing this out. The Chinese government, Hunter Biden and James Biden served as the perfect vehicle by which the communist Chinese government could gain inroads here in the United States through CEFC and its affiliates. And these inroads were focused on Chinese advancement into the global and U.S. energy sector. sector. Hunter and James Biden were more than happy to go along of course, for the right price. So now let's turn to the first poster, which shows bank records that hasn't been made public before now. This is a portion of a document that we, meaning Senator Johnson and I, will release in full. The topic of this poster shows a wire transaction, August 4th, 2017, from CEFC to Wells Fargo Clearing Services for $100,000. Now look at the bottom of the poster. This is the underlying data of this transaction. It states, quote, further credit to Owasco. End of quote. Owasco is Hunter Biden's firm. So I'm not going to play any more of that because it's just, it's really, really hard to watch. And I'm not saying that we need to have a circus up there. But you know what? Here, I'm going to offer my services. Senator Chuck Grassley, any senator, any congressperson out there, if you want some energy in reading these, if you want some oomph and some inspiration and some encouragement behind reading these, hire me. Heck, I'll come do it for free. Just pay my way there, and I'll come do Live from America on site, and I'll read these for you. 
Because just your presentation alone will have somebody turn the channel and not watch what you're saying. Get somebody up there who's got a little bit of fire left in them, who's got some energy in them, and then let them present your findings to the people of the world. I guarantee you it would have a lot uh, more of an effect on the people of this country. That's just my suggestion. That is just my suggestion. But I do believe that uh, Senator Chuck, Chuck Grassley and Senator Ron Johnson are leading the efforts in the Hunter Biden laptop story and many other things. So let's go ahead now. Smarty Award goes to Chuck Grassley and anybody else who has the guts to get this information out there for when we do take control again in November and we can finally start putting together our own committees and going after these crime families ourselves. Now I've got one more story and I don't want you to leave because Disney is big mad. Disney is like princess level mad. Disney is princess level temper tantrum right now. And of course they are a bunch of nothing but princesses and crybabies and pedophiles. But Disney right now is big mad, ladies and gentlemen, that teachers and schools are no longer going to be able to sexualize six and seven and eight-year-olds. That was their bread and butter. That is Disney's bread and butter, and they are so upset. Disney's mad because the new law that was signed in by Governor Ron DeSantis yesterday encroaches on their pedophilia. That's the only reason that Disney is so upset. It's the only di- way that reason that Disney has engaged in this false narrative of don't say gay, which is that's incredibly the most false thing that you can say. Even they were even even actors were saying it at that that stupid little gold trophy where they where they where they bow down to their little golden gods. Oh, I need an Oscar so bad. I need to bow down to this little golden god. I need this on my mantle so I can look at it and tell myself how great I am. Yeah, they all lied about this too. And now Disney doesn't want you or anybody else to be able to encroach on their pedophilia. That is Disney, folks. Not the little princesses, not the little good times, not the magic wonderland. No, pedophilia. It's the only reason a billion-dollar company like this would be so mad at a bill that doesn't say anything about being gay whatsoever. It is literally about sexualizing six, seven, and eight-year-olds. And if you're mad about that, then you're a pedophile. There's nothing else to explain. If you're mad that a six and a seven and an eight-year-old cannot be sexualized anymore, there's no more reason for discussion. The topic of discussion is over. You like to diddle kids, and your new name is Chester. Chester the molester, that's what we're going to call you when we put you all in prison. However, Disney is lashing out at Ron DeSantis right now, saying it should have never been passed. You know, the law, the signing of the law that was basically an anti-grooming bill. They said it should have never been signed into law, and they're vowing to fight in court. Dun-dun-dun! Pedophiles fight Governor Ron DeSantis in court so because they cannot uh, be pedophiles anymore. Anyway, there's the Magic Kingdom. Wonder how magic it is for the kids who've been raped in there. Because that's really what it comes down to. For starters, there is no such thing as a don't say gay law in Florida. We've already covered that many, many times. Okay? Ron DeSantis said, I don't care what the corporate media outlets say. I don't care what Hollywood says. And I don't care what the big corporations say. Here I stand. I'm not backing down. Woo! America's governor right there, baby. America's governor. The legislation states that, quote, 
classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three. Ah. Well, that seems pretty okay and self-explanatory or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. Parents will be able to sue districts over violations. Disney lashed out at Ron DeSantis and vowed to fight the law in court, saying our goal as a company is to continue to rape kids. No, my bad. Our goal as a company is is for the law to be repealed by the legislation or struck down in the courts. The state legislators elected by the people passed the measure, and the governor, Ron DeSantis, signed it into law, who was elected by the people. So I I have a feeling they're doing the will of the people there, Disney. Disney supports groomers, and they want to overturn the will of the people. They put out a quote, or I mean a tweet, that said statement from the Walt Disney Company of signing the Florida legislation. Florida's House Bill 1557, also known as the Don't Say Gay Bill, should have never passed and should never have been signed into law, they tweeted. Our goal as a company is for this law to be repealed by the legislation or struck down in the courts, and we remain committed to supporting the national and state organizations working to achieve that. We are dedicated to standing up for the rights and safety of LGBTQ, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P communities. Members of the Disney family, as well as the LGBTQ and everything else I just said, community in Florida and across the country. All right, thanks, Disney. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Scott Pressler, by the way, uh, responded in his tweet to Disney. I love Scott. He says, I support the Florida anti-grooming bill. Third grade children shouldn't be talking about sex. Businesses who think third grade children should be talking about sex um, uh, shouldn't be getting our business, he said. And that comes from an openly gay man. So what do you think about that? What do you think about that? Jenna Ellis responded to the tweet. Are you also dedicated to standing up for the rights of parents and safety of our children? Um, Mark Cernovich says groomers. Simply groomers. Robbie Starbuck replied saying, at Disney thinks that kids from kindergarten through third grade should be taught about sex and far left gender theory. They don't deserve a dime of our money if you care about parental rights or protecting the innocence of little kids in school. And we, I mean, the, the, the list of, uh, the list of at tweets at back to them is, is, is endless, but more people are against Disney than are for them. I can tell you that. All right. Now we're going to end the show with a smile. Let me ask you a question. Joe Biden can't seem to get out of his own way. Not only can Joe Biden can't seem to get up, not get out of his own way, but he also can't seem to even finish an ice cream on his own. He can't walk anywhere on his own. Because everywhere he goes, he needs to be directed like a little child or a dog. Now, can you see Joe Biden out on the golf course, nailing in hole-in-ones when the guy can't even shuffle to the podium long enough to go, anyway. But that's what President Trump is doing. A tale of two presidents once again. While Joe Biden craps his pants, doesn't know where he's going, doesn't know what he's saying, doesn't know where he is, and doesn't know who he is, President Trump's out on the golf course crushing hole-in-ones like he did yesterday. Check this out. President Trump, hole-in-one. President made a hole-in-one. 180-yard five-iron. Let's see. That's great. 
There it is. That's great, thank you. That's if you guys want a picture with you. You don't see that very often. It's unbelievable. President Trump out there crushing hole-in-ones and Joe Biden out there crushing diapers left and right. Guy <laughs> can't even walk upstairs for crying out loud. Anyway, we got to pray for him, right? But I believe there's some symbolism there. I believe there's some symbolism in Donald Trump out there crushing hole-in-ones and Joe Biden out there crushing diapers. I believe that might be a sign and that might be a message saying that President Trump has got the wind at his back. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. I'm going to go through all the donations after the show and see where everything's going. I'll give you a, an update on tonight's show. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, and keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Thank you for all your help. Thank you for all your love, and thank you for all the shares. I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Have a great day. Peace.